Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Hi, Chandra. How are you today? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing great. It's April. There's a full pink moon coming up tonight or tomorrow. Very excited. I don't know what that means, but it sounds great. We should find out. Someone will tell us. I hope someone has some insight on the full pink moon. A little good full moon. <laughs> Just love love the moon in general. It's when all the wilds come out. I know. Anytime I see the moon, anytime, wherever I am, <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, it's the moon. It's the moon. Me too. Yeah. I, what is that? It's like when you see cows or or like a horse <laughs> in, the, in the fields. You have to, you want everyone to share in the joy, especially yeah. if the moon is out and it's still daylight. I, then I feel like I'm in Star Wars. I know. Like I feel like I'm a character in a space movie and I like it. Isn't it incredible how being alive kind of never gets old i mean it does but it also kind of doesn't i'm with you 100 percent. it never gets old uh like spring is coming and i'm like the trees are alive they're back the the bright like spring green you know is like its own hue it's mesmerizing the trees are breaking my heart this year they're so beautiful i don't know i mean i don't know about what the uh foliage looks like in minnesota But in Florida, it's so, I mean, it's tropical. We have like kind of the same shit all the time. Um, And moving to New York, like just blows my mind. Every spring you have like the big flowers and the cherry blossoms and the little teeny ones and everything is just magic. I mean, everything is like, it's so incredible. I just can't, I can't, like it makes me want to cry. It makes me want to go sit under a cherry tree and just cry. I think that sounds like great therapy. Yeah. In Minnesota, they just had a massive blizzard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, like two days ago. Sorry jealous, to Minnesota. Also... I know. Me too. I mean, I love spring for like a minute and then summer's here and I'm like, Ugh. I hate the world for the rest of the year. Certainly diminishes my love of spring knowing what follows, to be perfectly honest, because summer is its own form of misery. <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> I did buy a bathing suit though yesterday. So oh, I'm trying cool. to like, you know, psych myself into being excited. Speaking of, uh, well, not bathing suits, but travel. How was your trip? Um, it was amazing. I want to hear more about this bathing suit situation real quick. Where did you get it? It's not an exciting bathing suit. I just, okay. I got it from like one of these ads that they keep giving yes. to me and it's like a corset. So oh. it like pulls your waist in and makes your boobs look really interesting and <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh. it also doubles as a bodysuit so you can wear oh, it with like nice. jeans yeah you or like I'm... jean shorts on tour and then you're like set yeah for I sure that. yeah that's my favorite like tour look especially when you're like kind of close to a pool but you have yes. to double up love it 
Oh, there's a venue in North Carolina. Okay, I'm going to answer your question about Wilmington. There's a venue, there's like, a, it's a wedding venue, but TBS played there this summer and they had a pool. It's it a venue? Fun. Yes. It's like, what's the other one? Um, the Norva. Yes, yes. Normalize normalized pool venues, pool venues but that are like clean you know i, don't know, not I was like gonna cream. say i don't know <laughs> have you been to the rave in detroit no oh oh no no sorry not detroit someone's gonna be mad at me milwaukee I... it's uh, the venue that across from the hotel where what's his name murdered all those people maybe, maybe we there's a new one we played last time we were there this is ancient oh you uh, played a different one you mean i think so yeah i don't think it was i don't think it was that okay but it was a in that hotel. That's up my alley. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. It's where Jeff. There's this hotel where Jeffrey Dahmer lived, I guess, or like that he would bring the men there. That's anyway. It's across from there, the rave in Milwaukee, and in the basement is an abandoned pool. No. Mm -hmm. No. No is right, and you like, and it's like huge, so you have to kind of like, you like feel like you're gonna get pushed in by a ghost. I don't love that. <laughs> I don't love abandoned pools. Um, I am very fascinated with how like one terrible thing in a town makes everything feel creepy. Oh, sorry, Milwaukee. I know, I know it's Milwaukee special. There's really beautiful parts. I love parts. Milwaukee. I know. Yeah, but that that area definitely has darkness now. So the rave is is connected and it's it's spooky. Not a rave. It's not a rave. It's the grave. But I sort of changed. The I name. did travel to Wilmington <laughs> and <laughs> the grave um the grave all these venue punk venue names um I went to Wilmington if you haven't been there listeners highly recommend it's got Wrightsville Beach which is the barrier island um that NC is you know famous for those beautiful barrier islands and it's so amazing and that's where Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill bunch of others oh so many nicholas sparks <laughs> films <laughs> have been made so it's really picturesque and cute and the spanish moss really just nothing hits quite like spanish moss in a live oak it pains me to think that it's like not great for the tree mm -hmm. because it feels like they're so harmonious you know when you see it swaying majestically in a nice summer breeze i know it's just so southern I love it. Yeah. Yes. Very like that Southern Gothic kind of, because it does have, like you said, I don't know exactly the science. So does it, does it pull I think it's nutrients? Invasive. Yeah. And it kind of like blocks, you know, it's blocking like a lot of the leaves and the, I don't know. I also don't know the science, but I think it's blocking a lot of like, the absorption. <laughs> yeah. Anything is bad. Like we had to get the moss cut or the, the ivy cut from the tree that was like, it was suffocating the tree slowly. So there are, you know, it's ecosystems. The Spanish moss, I know when Camille and I were in um, Hilton Head one time, she was like, don't touch it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, there's like lice mites, and nits yeah. and mites Ooh. and like, and so since then when I saw these kids playing with it when we were there and I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, when we were kids, we would go every Easter. Um, it's Easter, Easter week. We would go to the park. We'd have a giant Easter egg hunt and we would all be in like our little dresses and little Easter hats and like bow shoes, whatever, frilly socks. And immediately we would go and pull down the Spanish moss and put it on our heads <laughs> under our hats, like a bunch of monsters. And then when I learned that it was filled with like, you know, lice and nits and terrible <laughs> shit, we stopped doing that. But yeah, many an Easter photo.
That's cute, though. Yeah, maybe it's fire. I don't know if it's all Spanish moss or just it can infiltrate it. But now I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, avoiding it a little. <laughs> it's beautiful uh, from afar. Your photos look so beautiful and peaceful and cool. I'm so nice. jealous. Um, actually, I went on a little trip yesterday to a place called the DMV. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> Magical. You know, once every few years, the good Lord gives you a gift, and that is the renewal of your driver's license. Um, and the DMV is like, I think you can learn a lot about humanity. It's truly a little, you know, slab of human life under a microscope. And I definitely saw the best of the people and the worst of the people. There was a man screaming, screaming at the top of his lungs that he didn't need to bring any forms of, uh, of address verification because he's lived at the same address since he was born in New York. And he he's like shrieking the address out line by line, giving us all his address. <laughs> There's no serial killers yeah. there listening. I know. It was very, I feel bad for the people who work at the DMV. It's not their fault. Um, but the woman behind me in line was on the complete other end of the spectrum, 65 years old, there to take her learner's permit test. Good for her. I know. It was so wholesome. She's like, yeah, you know, I just, I moved to New York and like, I never got a driver's license. And so she's been taking classes and doing the parallel parking. It's very cute. She was so, she was like, I really hope I pass. Is it hard? I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you've got this. You've, you've lived a full life so far. I think you can do this. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people out there shouldn't have their license when they got it. You know, so I'm mm -hmm. sure she's, she'll be good. Yeah, if they gave it to me at 15, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yes. wow. What an well, adventure. Such an adventure. It's been a, a it's been an interesting an interesting week. I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel for the end of the year. We have always oh, spring break this week. We start. Mm -hmm. So we're out Thursday, Friday, and then all of next week we're going to do a couple little adventures. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys out too or no? I'm always intrigued by that and that last my friend's school, they have Friday off and then the whole next week. And I've never heard of that before. And then you do too. Yeah. We only have fun. Thursday, Friday this year because it's Passover. Oh, that that's why. It, everyone yeah. maybe is off Friday actually. Is it Probably. good Friday? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Totally. And Passover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Where are you going? We're taking the kids back to the beach. Because actually this weekend just Adam and I went <laughs> for our good. friend's birthday party. And so we're we felt guilty. So we're, we, were, we were thinking we better bring the kids. So their spring break is not this. It's next week. Yes. Okay. So yeah. We're going to go back to the beach. Oh, you're going to have the best time. With my sister. In a whole yeah. new way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have small plans. We're just, we're going to go to the Poconos with some friends. We rent <gasps> the house and yeah, the kids are going to run around and do sports stuff. I don't know, whatever they want. <laughs> and we're going to just sit there and drink our sweet tea and watch uh. them. Fun. We went to the opening weekend of Coney Island this weekend. I saw that on the Instagram. I've never been there either. It looks very, very cute. You have to come back with the kids this summer, even for just like a long weekend. It's such a, just such a staple. I, I love being there. Um, I fought it every step of the way because we were very exhausted, <laughs> slightly hungover, and our child um, doesn't forget when you make a promise. So 
We drove from upstate down to the house, dropped the dog off, and went right to Coney Island. And the first ride he wanted to do was the Tilt-A-Whirl. And I'm like, please, <laughs> please, no, any other, no. So. I don't know, super mom. It was fun. It was really fun. Once we were there, I'm like, okay, I could get down with this. Got a coffee, you know. I just saw that your book's getting a paperback. Very excited. I It's all a learning process, and I've learned a lot through through that process. And I get a paperback on August 8th. So I'm excited for that release date, be- partially because I think that I expected it to magically sell and magic, you know, like it's just going to magically do its thing. And I'm talking to my agent, you know, last week and it's not magically, <laughs> you know, it just, that doesn't work that way. You know, we're all, there's so many people in the world. There's so much um, art and um, entertainment constantly and you really have to have a plan you really have to you know kind of keep at it and so I'm going to hire outside PR as if it's like kind of a new launch you know um you know to just kind of like keep keep it going and and to um because it's a it's humbling but it's also freeing in a way because it's like okay well you really got to take control you got to put put this in your own hands and assert yourself in the way that you feel comfortable. You know, you don't have to, you can write a book and just see what happens if that's what you're more comfortable with. But I'm kind of, you know, go get her. (laughs) I've got some aspirations. And so it's interesting to be like, okay, you're really going to have to figure out how to do this. We've talked about that a lot. Deserves a fair shot. Deserves a fair shot. And, and I want to learn how to do it right or do it differently than I did I don't think there's a right way, actually. I think, you know, you can put out a book and just say, here you go, and then move on to the next thing. Um, or you can, yeah, try to figure out how to be your, you know, do PR and do uh, the tours and do, and I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. That's awesome. I love that. And I think it's going to pay off. It is a very humbling experience. The whole process is kind of startling. Um, (laughs) you know like we've only done one book through an agent and it was a children's book um that was outside of like our relationships that we had already had existing Mm -hmm. and we hired outside PR for that because halfway into it we're like well what next like who's who's gonna push this who's gonna do it and you realize really quickly they have a lot going on and they're just kind of like I guess that's why they find you know, creators who have like large social followings mm-hmm. or pre-existing kind of audiences because it's not what it used to be for sure. Yeah. Same with labels, you know, with any sort of creative endeavor. Now, I think there's a lot of pressure on the artist. So much. I mean, they're same. It's the kind of the same where mm-hmm. I think for um, unless you have a big label or like a big marketing plan, you're going to want to hire out because it can get too. it's too easy to get lost, you know, in the throng of of um, what's coming out that day, let alone that month, let alone that year, you know? Yeah, totally. Certainly the first go, there's a level of being like, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the thing. Like, what, okay, what are you doing next? And right. you, you just assume that someone's like working behind the scenes to take care of these things. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you, once you realize, oh no, <laughs> they're doing the next thing. Like I'm just kind of dead in the water. Um, you were like, oh, I could have been doing stuff this for myself this whole time. And then it's kind yeah. of frustrating. Yep. I feel that way. Like, oh, not only like I could have been, I should have been, but I just didn't, I didn't know what it would be like 
Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know when you're going through it. And so I think it's like a learning curve. You give yourself a learning curve, but then if anyone's listening and they're putting their work out, it's like you are the only one who's going to do it. You know, you got to really advocate for yourself, get outside PR. For sure. Do those like little book tours and, yeah. you know, just try to try to hustle. Send the emails, get on the list. Cause I didn't even try. I didn't know how. And now I'm like, Oh, I should have been like trying to <laughs> like get on lists and get on. You have to email like those people. And so it's fine too, because it's part, it's like also just art is art and the process yes. of writing and the process of writing the second, now that, that I'm writing this new book is fun and amazing and worth it on its own, of, co- of course. So there's some, there's a win there for sure. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're obviously going to take that into consideration moving forward and the book mm-hmm. will always exist and will always yeah. grow and, and do its own thing. Like it doesn't have to be the main focus to be like retroactively pushed. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like a little bit evergreen in that way. I mean, a lot of art is right. It's like, you don't make a painting and then just set it in the back of the closet unless you are, unless you do that. <laughs> and if you do, you might ask yourself why, right? Cause it always exists. It's there now. It's- it's its own thing here's my book right here like i'm holding it let me see oh it's just sitting right here and i was like oh we're talking about you yes i know it's like put me on the wall behind you i'll be like what me nothing just stretching (laughs) um i was gonna say i was gonna ask you something else about you've taught me a lot too you know with the we're getting some help with bandwives and you're just kind of like okay i found this pr person and then kind of watching sarah do her thing i'm thinking like oh there's a lot that goes behind just getting noticed yeah yeah you think it's just like oh you do a thing and then the people will <laughs> come, come on people yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly even just watching like bands that are established that are doing things and you still have to hustle because there's always yeah. something new and always something more exciting and fresh and cool or whatever so um, you know, life is a highway and we're going to ride it <laughs> um, <laughs> night long. Yeah. You're always pulling in with these great quotes and that's the only one that I have in my pocket. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, one of our friends this weekend, he's starting a band, he's starting a band and they're getting their record out and it's really, really good. And he was kind of saying how he's still like really trying to keep that energy of, of just starting out. And when he was saying that it struck me and I, and I said, actually that that won't go away that's forever sorry if you want you know unless you just want to do it as a hobby or just want to enjoy the process but if you want to make a career or you want to you know kind of stay current which is you know I don't know that I love that like idea but then you would just have to keep feeling like a novice Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel like this was a similar conversation that we had with Kaylee when we were talking about like you have a record that you just bled out for for two years and then it comes out and it's like, okay, what's the next thing? Now I just have to create another thing and yeah. it's exhausting. You know, in some ways that's been something that's really saved Claudio and I creatively is that we do have a blueprint um, for the storyline of the band. So it's like we can start to work on the next things um, without having to like take too much time because it's just this overarching next part of something. So even if he's like not necessarily inspired to write music, there's a scaffolding that you can build off of and that just helps. You, know? does- you don't have to like get broken up with. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Please don't. horrible tragedy don't. in your Some life. people, you know there are people like that believe they have to be a suffering artist. Yeah. yeah. They're just straight self-sabotaging themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's so true. It, and it's like people do it anyway because we're drama focused. We've talked about this before. Like we just love the drama. We know it. We can tell by what the culture puts out on TV and everything. And so it's so hard not to want to self-sabotage for drama and entertainment. I know. Or I'm amateur. Know. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole thing. I think though, if you're a creative person, you can imagine what things would feel like. Yeah, right? like, you don't have to do it. Yeah, there are plenty of like writers who write books about horrible, horrible shit that didn't yeah. really happen to them. And I think you can do the same with music. But that's Imagine. why, con- yes, it's yes, you can. And concept albums, are like, you know, obviously Coheed is the next level concept album, but like, just try it. Try a concept book of poems or a concept album or like take, take you know, take another myth or take a idea or a, yeah, or a, yes. a, yeah, and like build off of it. You don't have to be a suffering artist anymore. A hundred percent. The The second half, we were talking, you and I off before this a little bit about this poetry book. But the second half of the manuscript, it's like a two-part, is called A Table for Ghosts. And it's all stories of dead people, of people who've moved on. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe like three of them are actual people that I was inspired to write about. But most of them are imaginary. Pretend. Fiction. That's <laughs> fiction. <laughs> fiction. Yeah. And, the, and people like that try to analyze um lyrics you know as, as if it's like the singer's real life oh my god they just tickles me <laughs> it's like... I mean yeah the Coheed camp it's really challenging because there's a, a little bit of reality in there sure of but course there's know, so, and so yeah and sometimes they have a really hard time like sifting through what is what yeah um, which I used to get like a little more emo about but as we get older I think it's fun I think it's fun to watch I know it's it can feel a little kind of um oh this actually leads to a question I was gonna that, say I think it yeah. accidentally does yeah because I it the question was what do you have to let go of of a band wife and sometimes the lyrics are very you know damning or dark and I'm like I know he does I don't know if I should this is kind of know, not a secret but like a lot of singers do the mumble track first right so they're like mm-hmm. just kind of fitting in what works and then pe- I'm like I you know people will be like oh what does this mean a hundred percent um also like I guess this is like a bigger question, but I don't have a problem. I know a lot of people feel very much like they feel very triggered by art, um, art that is like against, you know, the, the climate mm. of what is okay is not okay. And I don't mean like problematic artists creating art. I mean like the art itself, like yeah. you know, if there's like a traumatic scene or, you know, something that like yeah. really you're not okay with. Um, I don't, I have no issue with that. I think art is is its own thing. It's imaginary. It's something that you're like working through. It's evoking a feeling. Um, what do you think? Yeah, like it m- immediately think of Lolita, mm-hmm. the novel. Yeah, about and so it's like there's plenty of taboo. There needs to be an exploration of the taboo in you know in there's incest in a lot of the you know in that what is it Tiger Tiger Moon or Tiger I'm sorry. There's a really great book. It may be called Tiger Moon, <laughs> maybe not. And it's about incest. I ever had to read it in grad school, and it stuck with me. But it's like, like yeah, the there's runner. Yeah, mm. you know, they're not things that I would imagine a lot of people want to read about. Um, but nevertheless, like they serve a purpose. They happen. They're they're just parts of humanity. And I think, like, I think we we sh- we rely on art and fiction to sort of expose those things in ways to teach us 
what not to do, you know, what not yeah. to accept, like what our limitations are as a society. And um, yeah. Oh, it, the book's called Moon Tiger by Penelope Lively. But yeah, it's like, do I want to read about incest? Like, no, but it's like these characters are, you know, they're going through their own things and they're working through their own trauma and they're, there's a reason for it. It's not mm -hmm. like for the sake of shock, which, you know, maybe that's like the question to ask too. Like, what's the, what's the kind of like driving force behind sure. it? And we can all decide for ourselves should we shun someone or shame someone for making taboo art but different from the like the artist obviously being yeah being a problematic yeah a problematic that's person a whole that's whole, yeah exactly yeah okay wait so oh. what do you have to let go of? <laughs> so what do you have to, okay <laughs> what do you have to let go of being a well, the lyrics thing one. is one yeah yeah because if you let yourself get hung up on you know there's a lot of songs i mean i like sometimes people will be like oh because, you know, Claude and I have been together a very long time at this mm -hmm. point, obviously, uh, through most of the records, except for one. And there are some that are very clearly about, <laughs> part, you know, personal traumas that we've had under the guise of other things. Um, and then there are songs that maybe aren't, that were, like, inspired by completely different events that have nothing to do with us. or um, yeah. and, and I think that people just generally they hear something, they know who your partner is and they're like, Oh, I wonder what inspired this moment, but it's not always that cut and dry. Um, so I think you do have to let go caring like what other people think or assume because that will drive you crazy. And there are sometimes I don't want to know. I don't really want to know what inspired oh, that moment. I, I don't ask anymore. And I, oh. I maybe never did, but I definitely am just like, you know, <laughs> also because I've seen him create these lyrics in real yes. time and I know the process. And so I'm not yeah. so worked up about it. Yes, absolutely. Or like, you know, you know that you had a fight and then, oh, there's a song. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. It's good therapy. It's such excellent therapy. It really Maybe is. the best in the world. Yeah. I generally won't know what something is about until he he does an interview about it and it mentions like what it's about and I'm like oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah so yeah that's definitely one of them um other things you have to let go being in control of your own schedule uh, so that was exactly what I was thinking the schedule yeah, yeah. ever they show up on the map and you're like cool you know, sometimes it's happened where they've been gone literally all of summer break, like start yeah. the very first day to like the very last day, you know, it's like, okay. Like having a, having a built-in date for major life events, because sometimes they'll be there and most of the time they won't. Weddings, yeah. unless it's literally like their own sibling or, you know, something mm -hmm. like that, or my, my mom, like, because unfortunately weddings happen often when Mm -hmm. They're on the road because that's high season for tour and people are out of school and doing things. So, yeah, like ha find another plus one. That's for sure. A backup. Preferably another band wife. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, yeah, you got to have another back backup and in a kind of like found family or real family. That's so change yeah. makes all the difference. You know, I was listening to this Smartless podcast the other day that I talk about all the time, um, but they had Keanu Reeves on it. And he was talking about filming. I wrote this quote down because it, I felt like it was very relevant to what we talk about a lot. Um, so he was talking about, they were like, oh, what's your schedule like when you get home from doing a movie? Do you just collapse for a few months and stay in your room and whatever? And this is, he said, he said, you know, you're trying to reconnect with people. You're in a time machine and you sort of know everyone around you. And then you go away 
and they're going down a river of a journey and you're going down your own independent river. And then you have to meet up on the other side of that distance of travel. So much of their life's gone on. And yeah, you have contact, but you're not involved, you know. And so it's weird syncing up to those around you and syncing back to your life. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect way to to talk about syncing back up to the life that has continued on while you are gone. And so I think another thing you have to give up is including people in those plans all the time because you make the plan. They'll show up yeah. when they can. But if they can't, it's cool. You're good. You have your your strategy. Yeah. And you just got to keep going because you can't, you are not able to stop the river <laughs> or no. it wouldn't be healthy. It'd be really kind of exhausting or sad to be like, I'm going to put my stick in the mud and just wait. That's a lesson I've learned for sure. You know, that you just have to yeah, make the plans, find yeah. your other, find your friends, like keep up those relationships. It is, you know, it may be easier with other bandwives or my like a sister because they don't get upset, you know, and your schedule changes so much drastically. You're kind of alone with, or without a partner. So you are like, you know, being able to connect maybe more often than like when life comes, when they come back and life feels um, like you're, you know, your, your person is back. Yeah. That's been such a gift friends who are so flexible and just get mm -hmm. it and are cool with that. And like, Hey, we're doing this and keep you in the loop, right. Of like what's going on in their lives. So you're able to pop in when you can, but they're also yeah. not offended if you pop out. So yeah. Yep. Consistency is certainly something you give up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Privacy in some ways. I was thinking that too, kind of like I was thinking privacy, but kind of along the lines of you're not the only person who loves your husband. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. And it's a strange dynamic. It's strange yeah. to, to work through. There are a lot of people too, who, I mean, say like, you don't have to give up your privacy. You can like be off the internet mm -hmm. and, you know, and I really respect that choice for people. Um, my thought process has always been like, like I have always felt like that in order to really support what he's doing, I need to be transparent about who I am let's just embrace what this is. Right. And that doesn't mm -hmm. mean you have to share everything going on in your life or right. certainly with your children or your family, but the more that you kind of open arms and like get to know people and yeah. see familiar faces at shows and be a part yeah. of it. Like you feel less, less, I guess, um, isolated by that adoration happening. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, a. I, it's like letting it, letting go, but it's like, I also, like you said, you kind of just embrace what it is and go down the river with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> All I want to do is go down a Keanu, a Keanu river. Should we end it on the Keanu river? <laughs> we should. Keanu, if you're listening, we're, we're here for you. Yeah. Thanks for the insight. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a very exciting guest. We have so many amazing guests coming up. This is such a cool season. I'm very, very pumped. Bye. Bye.